Hey, Sun Design family. Last week we talked about what emotional intelligence is. Uh, we gave a brief history on where it came from, and we listed out, you know, the basic five essential elements and provided a few examples for each one. If you haven't listened to that one yet, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to that before this one, um, or even if you just want to listen to it again. Uh, today's discussion is going to follow up right where the last one ended, and we're going to talk about how to determine your own emotional quotient. Okay, so how do you know where you stand? Before I get into that, I want to compare a little to the EQ's closest neighbor. IQ, which is intelligence quotient. While both IQ tests and EQ tests are taken by, you know, just a regular individual, that's about where the similarities end. IQ tests are designed to determine a participant's ability to process information, but in reality, it's a very weak indicator of that person's likelihood of success in life and work. So Daniel Goldman, the author of the book, Emotional Intelligence, writes that a person's IQ or ability to process information accounts for only about 20% of what creates success in life. In my younger days, I would have totally disagreed with this. I thought that the more I knew, the more valuable I was. I learned about architecture and building codes and design principles and remodeling and just completely filled my head with knowledge. And while it was definitely useful, the personal development is what really made the difference. You know, 20 years ago, I didn't know how to put a name to it, but now I do, and I completely agree with Daniel Goldman's analysis of 20% IQ and 80% EQ. So what really makes up this other 80%, the emotional quotient? It's very little and really honestly a ton at the same time. It's a perfect example of something that's easy to understand but impossible to master. EQ includes factors such as the ability to self-motivate, uh, persistence in the face of adversity, um, your ability to control your impulses, and you know your internal regulation of empathy and humor and hope. Let's get into talking about EQ tests themselves. Searching online will result in hundreds of tests from very short 15 question versions to extremely long you know, 100 plus question versions. All of them are basically the same. Most of them are based on the same principle, their self-report style, where the participant answers questions about how they believe they rate on a scale of, you know, very bad to very good, as it relates to various scenarios or personal traits. You're going to get questions like, um, I know when to speak about my problems to others. Uh, and you're also going to get questions like, uh, I like to share my emotions with others. You know, these are typical questions and you'll just rate yourself, you know, on usually a five point scale on where you stand with, you know, whatever the question is. So questions like that and, you know, different kind of scenarios are what populate most of the tests. Once finished, this will push out a score that usually breaks down into like a low score bracket, a mid and a high score bracket that tells a person that they're weak. Uh, mid-level or high-level depending on the scoring criteria. If you're taking an EQ test for the first time and are willing to invest a little in your results, then I recommend a test provided by a website called Psychology Today. All you really need to do is search for Psychology Today Emotional Intelligence Test and you should get the correct site. Um, I'll also have a link provided 
uh, in the reminder email that I send out to the company for this particular podcast. Uh, this test is a pretty long one. This test takes about 45 minutes to complete and will give you a simple result for free, but I highly recommend spending the $12 to get the full results. Um, I'll share mine with you all as a download link in the reminder email. If for some reason you can't find the email, just let me know. Uh, shoot me an email or you know something on Teams, just anything. Get a hold of me however you want, and I'll send you the link to the test as well as a copy of my results. Um, I don't really recommend sharing your results necessarily. Uh, kind of the worst case scenario in my mind is that you use the results as a way to get other people to meet your needs. That's not really the point. That's not really what this is for. Your test results should be seen as a tool of self-discovery and as a tool to help you recognize areas that you need to improve on as well as identify areas that you're currently strong in so you can capitalize on those strengths just a little bit more easily. I'm sharing my test results with you um, just so you have an example of what to expect if you do decide to invest in the time, the effort, and the money to take the test yourself and get the full report. When you view my test results, um, you're going to see that I land right in the middle of the scale. I believe this is pretty typical for someone my age with my levels of responsibility. I'm not really ahead or behind the curve. This is really what I expected to see, but further in the report, it breaks down how I scored in the various areas of emotional intelligence. And the one that honestly surprised me the most was my low score in emotional self-awareness. This is an area that I thought I was pretty good at, but can appreciate the results once I really kind of think about it and test my own ego against the, the results and, and maybe reality. The best part is now that I'm aware that I need to bring that area into focus and work on improving. I think I mean, I think that's really the point of testing in the first place, to help you better identify where you're falling short so you can focus on those areas. Then in like a year from now, I can take another test and see how things compare. You know, I would expect some to go up, others to go down. I, I think this is perfectly normal. Um, and quite honestly, why this ends up being a lifetime's worth of work. Now, on the other hand, one score that I'm really pleased to see high on the scale is empathy. You know, this was an area that I used to struggle with for years. It was a, you know, it was a real fault of mine that I didn't understand. I really didn't know how to work on. Uh, over the years, I've met with coaches and I even went to therapy for a little while. Um, and I've been given tools and exercises to keep this in focus and work on it. Um, and this test provides, you know, great positive reinforcement that those efforts have worked and I've seen real improvement. Now, I will ask everyone to avert their eyes from my embarrassingly low scores in impulse control and self-control uh, just below that. It's all good, but clearly that's something I need to work on. All right, enough with the test results. The last thing I wanna mention is that you need to take your time with the test and be just brutally honest with yourself. The only person you're hurting by not digging deep and being honest is yourself. So, you know, if you're not gonna share the test results, there's no point in not being honest. Okay, so you've taken the test, you've gotten your results, now what? Well, now it's time to put in the work. Okay, so how do you work on it? Um, if you've taken this test, uh, and many of the others will be the same, at the bottom, there's gonna be a lot of information and advice based on your results, but it all comes down to a few things in my opinion. 
I say that it's too hard and too overwhelming to think you can tackle everything at the same time. You know, you're going to look at your results and you're going to, you know, you're going to be annoyed with yourself on some and you're going to be surprised by others for sure. Um, what I recommend you consider is your current situation and compare no more than two of the low scoring areas to that situation. You know, ask yourself, how will working on those specific things improve my situation right now? Um, then start to look into them. Mostly I find very simple answers um, that upfront don't sound very helpful, like, you know, question your beliefs or put yourself in the other person's shoes. And that's, that's really all you're gonna find. You're gonna find kind of one-liner advice. Um, but what I say is just take a couple of the things you want to work on and bring them into focus and practice self-awareness around those things. You know, when you recognize that you're not where you want to be in the moment, just do the thing. Like for me, when I recognize that I'm struggling with being empathetic to a person's situation, I'll literally tell myself internally to imagine being in their shoes. And, you know, a lot of times that's just enough to stop my automation and consider a different possibility or a different thought, approach, solution, behavior, response, you know, whatever it is in that moment that makes the most sense. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. There's no great secret. You know, it's identify the areas that you're weak um, by some sort of testing method, focus on self-awareness around those areas and, you know, practice simple things to kind of break the cycle and, and work towards improving, but only a few things at a time. And, you know, only the things that are gonna benefit you the most and the others around you right now. Um, so that's really it. You know, thank you guys so much for going on this journey with me. Um, I really do hope you got something out of it and that you're willing